With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Hawkeye fans, to another edition of the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast. Uh, We are recording on Wednesday, May the 20th, and happy to be joined today by uh, Illinois defensive end Lucas Van Ness. How are you doing today, Lucas? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How are you? Doing well, and and, uh, appreciate you joining us uh, on the podcast, and Look forward to letting the Hawkeye fans get to know you a little bit before you get to campus, and then we can't talk to you uh, for a year. So, so it's <laughs> yeah. uh, Coach Ferentz and his no no uh, media availability for true freshmen. It, true freshmen. I kind of I I remember when he instituted that, Lucas. We had a we had a true freshman, and uh, I, he listens to this podcast sometimes. I think too. His name was Ju- Julian Vandervelde, and he ended up. Okay. NFL as well and uh he played as a as a freshman and we had him uh during our weekly press conference and uh it was happened to be the week of the Iowa State game and he came out and said he hated Iowa State and uh, (laughs) that's a good one got wind of that and uh since then and that was probably a decade ago now even more than that I guess since Julian played so uh yeah, and I kind of like the rule. Um, it kind of gives you guys a little bit of a chance to settle in and kind of get the get your bearings before having to deal with the media. So um, it's probably uh, like most things with Coach Ferentz. He does them for a reason, and usually they're good. It's usually a good reason. So a uh, little background for people that are listening on that as well. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy spring, obviously, Lucas, as you know, mm-hmm. you know around the world and around the country. How has, uh, how has the pandemic kind of impacted you and your senior year of high school and your training and all of that stuff? Yeah, you know, I've just been trying to make the best of it. Um, obviously, with these unprecedented times, you just got to do what you can. Um, my, me and my family, back, we actually have a house up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, that we've been spending a lot of time at. Um, and it's, I've, I've been spending a bunch of time up there. It's been super relaxing. And honestly, it's been, like, it's been saving my sanity. Um, and in terms of like working out, um, uh, me and my dad went and got some free weights and a little bench and made a little setup in our garage up there. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been trying to keep up with the workouts and do 
as much as I can um, and incorporate as much of the workouts as possible. Um, and then there's also, there's also a high school that's right near where we live. Um, and they have their track open because it's not gated. So I've been able to go up there and get some field work in and do some laps and run in. Um, but, you know, other than that, just kind of doing the unnormal things, little jobs that you don't tend to do, um, <laughs> like going grocery shopping or mowing the lawn, um, just doing what I can, you know. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of think we've all kind of adjusted a little bit. How was school? How was, uh, did you guys do online uh, to finish up your school? Yeah. So I actually just graduated this Friday, the 15th. Um, and then ever since the pandemic started, we've been all online. Um, so basically it's like a five uh, week, uh, five day schedule. Monday, we kind of, is like more of like a review day and like days that kids have the opportunity to kind of reach out to their counselors um, and just talk through different things going on in their lives. And then from Tuesday through Friday, it kind of switched off days. Um, so one day would be like history and science. And then the other, the other would be like math and then like any languages or extra curricular classes like that. Um, but for me, you know, it wasn't too bad. It's, it's definitely a little different and I'm like a very hands-on learner. So I definitely like the classroom setting a lot better in terms of learning. Um, but you know, it wasn't too bad. And I actually ended up finishing with, I think a 4.25 GPA this semester, which is my highest of my high school career. So I'm very happy about that. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations on graduation. That's a big deal. And, uh, I think sometimes we, we take that for granted, but it's, uh, it's important. So congratulations for doing that. I'm sure it feels good. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I noticed, uh, I looked a little bit at uh, your, your bio on the Iowa, uh, University of Iowa Hawkeye website. And, and you're a member of the Honor Society and, and ac academics obviously are a huge part uh, of it. Did you find the online, I know you said you're more hands-on, but what was it easy to kind of stay motivated with that? And, and like for a lot of us, we don't have... Uh, you're not in that setting. So it's a little bit different. You kind of have to be self-motivated. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the workload was a lot lighter than it would have been if we were in school. Mm -hmm. um, we received emails telling us that they just, they're not trying to stress us out, but they do have to still give us work because obviously it's required by the state. Um, you know, I just, I just woke up each day and did the work that was asked of me. And I felt the best, that was the best way of doing it because rather than having all the work stack up and having to do it all later, it was just a better to spend an hour daily doing my homework and then move on and spend and then enjoy the rest of my day. So I just, I kept up that way by staying on top of it and it really worked out for me. I've asked some of the other guys in your class this, and it's, it's unfortunate that you guys are in this unique situation, but not being able to finish your senior year in high school and, maybe go to the prom and have an in-person graduation and a lot of things you guys were, I don't know if cheat is, is the right word, but unfortunately won't get to experience that a lot of us have, or most of us have. How do you view that as kind of, you know, a part of your life that maybe you won't get to experience that so many other people did? Yeah. You know, it's sad. Um, you know, I, I wish that I got to participate in all those end of the year activities because you know, four years, you look forward to getting to that senior year and moving on and going to college. And, you know, that's what I've been looking for for the, the last four, four years of my life. So just for it to be my senior year and then for all this to happen, you know, it is kind of sad and disappointing um, because I was looking forward to prom. I was looking forward to all the senior activities and graduation. Um, and now that we don't get to do that anymore, it is, it's really sad. But, you know, we just got to make, make it is what it is and just continue on with life, I guess. 
And you'll always have this story too. You know, I mean, you won't, you didn't get to experience that, but you got to experience something that you can pass on to your kids or your grandkids and say, Hey, listen, appreciate what you have because this is what I had to go through. So I guess that's a positive way to look at it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, What are you going to, while we're on the academic and school thing, what are you going to study at Iowa, Lucas? Yeah, right now I'm in the business school. Uh, I'm still kind of figuring out exactly what I want to do. Um, I'm not entirely sure. My parents, originally I was thinking about possibly going into the medical field um, because my parents are both involved in the medical field and it's something that interests me. But uh, I thought about it a little more and I think somewhere in the business realm is where I want to end up, uh, possibly with like marketing or something with real estate, but I'm not entirely sure yet. Gotcha. What do your parents do? Uh, My dad is a chiropractor. My mom's a nurse. Okay. So they've obviously uh, been impacted by this pandemic as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, they're, my dad's business has definitely been, been hit hard. And then, well, my mom, she's actually, um, the hospitals have been relatively busy. So she's, she's definitely been working still. And, uh, that's part of the thing up with us being up in Lake Geneva too. I haven't really been seeing my parents as much and cause they've been back down here working a bunch. Um, mm. so, you know, it's just, it's just a, a weird time for everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought there. I apologize to people listening to this, but uh, let's go back to kind of um, uh, let's go back before we come back forward to where we were at. We're at in this part of the discussion. What uh, what's kind of your background in athletics? When did you kind of get involved in athletics and, and what were some of, you know, the initial uh, activities you were involved in? Yeah. So growing up, I've uh, always been a hockey player. Um, you know, football has never, ever been my main sport, even, you know, not until these past couple of years of high school. So uh, I, I've always, I played high school or I played hockey growing up all the way into middle school and then all the way into high school. So I played it alongside football as well. Um, and then I did actually, I played a little bit of flag football. Um, I, was, I don't have as good as memories of, of my younger ages of, of football as I do hockey because obviously, like I said, it wasn't my main sport. Um, but I played it sixth and seventh grade year actually played eighth grade year but received a concussion early in the year um and then wasn't able to finish out and then I almost didn't play freshman year of high school and my mom just she told me this to go out and try and if I don't like it um you know I don't have to play and thank god she did because now it's you know I love the game of football I'm so happy I played it because it's gave me the uh, amazing blessings so um but, uh, you know, other than that, I've, I grew up playing hockey and, you know, I stayed with it all the way through. And this this year was actually my last year um, and we went final four in state, but we were actually not able to finish our season with this pandemic. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's it's been difficult because all through high school, like the hockey and the football seasons are very similar. Um, I think usually tryouts start to begin in like late August into September, which is exactly when the football season was. Um, so freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year, I would have to, there would be days of the week where I'd practice and then literally I'd have to leave an hour early, uh, drive 15 minutes down to the rink, get dressed and then show up a little late for hockey and then go do a, go do a full hockey practice. Um, and then that's, that's the way I managed it for, for four years. And I would never take it back to the world. It was the most enjoyable experience. And, you know, I loved it. Did the seasons, I mean, the practices overlap, but did, like, the games and the competition overlap? Um, You know, usually it actually – so we played Friday nights for football. Um, Usually most of my – actually, I did have some Friday night games I, I did have to miss, but usually hockey games were either played on Wednesday 
um, Saturday or Sunday. So there were days that I would literally play a Wednesday hockey game. And then two days later, I'd be playing a football game. And then on Saturday, I'd be playing another hockey game. And then like possibly Sunday as well. Um, so it was, it was really difficult on my body. Um, I, I, I remember a lot of times like during the season, I was super down on weight just because of how much calories I was burning and how much I was yeah, exercising. Yeah. But uh, in the long run, I think that all those skills and everything I learned from the game of hockey is what transferred over and made me such a good football player. What age did you start playing hockey and what, how did that end up being the sport that you started with? Um, it's actually, that's actually a good story. Um, I started playing, you know, probably, I think I started skating when I was just in preschool, um, you know, oh. almost my whole life. Um, and it's actually funny cause my neighbor, um, he, he doesn't live next to us anymore, but he played hockey when he, his whole life growing up and, uh, he tried to get his sons into it and they both didn't want to play it. <laughs> so, uh, he, yeah. So he talked to my parents and, uh, they got, they got us into it and, my parents ended up loving it and I ended up loving it. So we stayed with it. And, uh, th that was, that was basically it. What did you, I mean, you're playing the sports at the same time. So obviously did they complement each other at all? Lucas, uh, did you, were you better at one or the other or not? I guess that's not the way, way to word it, but I guess more of did, did playing hockey help you in football and how so? Yeah, so hockey is a very fast uh, game. You know, on, on your skate, you know, the, the, the puck is moving very fast across the ice. You're on skates. So everything's happening faster. Um, you know, there's big hits going on at very high speeds. And, you know, that, that really transferred over to the game, uh, game of football because I learned how to slow the game down and just kind of take a second to think and do the right things at the right time. Um, and then also, like, hockey is a lot of stop and go, you know, hit go one direction put a skate in the ice and then go another direction um and especially at the defensive line there's a lot of change of direction and cutting and going to get tackling players so I think that directly related to football because when I after hockey I felt a lot quicker and more agile faster on my feet I felt like I thought faster I was able to interpret and then think about what was happening with the play um and, you know they, they they definitely went hand in hand with each other same with football I felt learning how to hit and contact from football and, uh, you know, how to properly use my body that transferred over into hockey. Cause I learned how to properly hit on the ice and get people good hits. Um, they go hand with, they definitely go hand in hand with each other. Cool. Same muscle groups. You feel like, you know, the training, uh, was, was a good, uh, marriage there. Yeah. I mean, I, after, I thought I was in pretty good shape after football ended. And then, you know, I went to hockey and did some skates and it's definitely more of a lower body workout. Um, mm -hmm. I remember for weeks after my, my legs would feel numb after practices um, just because it's, it's so much different going from those light cleats to heavy skates. And then uh, it, it, it feels a lot better in the upper body though, because you, the helmets are a lot lighter um, and it's smaller shoulder pads. So, you know, it's kind of like a flip. Gotcha. Um, so at what point in high school did you, I mean, was there a point or I guess better way to word it up to what point in high school were you kind of torn between which sport you might play in college? Was, was, the, was, was it kind of even for a while and then football moved ahead? Go take us through that kind of development. Yes. You know, I mean, for me, I never even thought about playing at the college level for either sports. Um, I just played them both because I loved them. And then, you know, I, I thought about playing like I did, I wanted to play both hockey and football into my senior year. And then from whatever happened there, um, that is what it is. But uh, um, sophomore year, I had a I had a pretty decent good year of football um, that I really enjoyed. And it came to my junior season. 
Um, and I, I felt I really I had a, a, another pretty good standout season for football. Um, and then that's when I slowly began starting, like, had the possibility of playing college football and started getting some interest from coaches. Um, and from there, you know, I really thought about it, about my future and where I could end up. And I kind of made that decision that I'm going to make football my priority. And, uh, and that's what I did. So even this senior year, football was my priority. My priority. So if I, if I had hockey practice and I knew I had like a game or something the day after, I usually wouldn't miss. Um, just to keep my body healthy and make sure I could play at 100%. But, yeah, it was mostly after that junior year, once I received, I started receiving interest and offers that I felt I needed to focus my body and my energy on football. Did you have a growth spurt at all? Were you, were you always uh, one of the bigger kids? Uh, you know, I've always been relatively tall. Um, I have, I've definitely gotten thicker, um, over the, especially these last couple of years. Um, but you know, I've, I've never been like the, the, the super big kid, but yeah, I definitely think coming in from that, like sophomore to junior year, I had a, I had a pretty, a pretty good, um, you know, increase in size. Well, um, defensive end, has that always been your spot or have, have you moved around positionally in high school and maybe even before high school? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So in like middle school, I played, I actually played on the offensive line. Um, that was that was my role, and then we came in uh, freshman year for football, and I kind of wanted to try something different. So I actually played linebacker, um, and you know I was I never I actually wasn't that good of a player freshman year. I actually ended up winning scout team player of the year. Um, never really ever saw the field, but I think for me personally that was great motivation um, because I thought you know if I come in for my first year, I didn't even play the previous year, and then I can win scout team. You know I I, I thought in my 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 own head I had good potential. Um, and you know, that, that really motivated me to push myself further. Was there a point where obviously the, the natural athletic ability, um, you were able to, was there a point where you kind of felt like, okay, I, I'm able to, uh, combine that with, there's so much technique that goes into the game of football and, and, and particularly like defensive end. And I guess every position, I, I don't want to sell any positions short, but where you were able to combine the athletic ability with becoming better technically. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got moved. So sophomore years when I got moved to defensive end um, and I had a, a great coach named coach Sekulik that kind of, you know, kind of molded me into the player that I am today. And I thank him all the time because he was a great, you know, he was very influential in my football career, but yeah, you know, he, he's the one, once I started getting a little bigger, he, he's the one that mentioned the idea of moving down the defensive line. Um, and he, he's, he's he played defensive line his whole life too. And he's the one that kind of started teaching me the basic techniques. And from there, I, I really caught on to the position and it's something I really enjoyed. And I, I feel from there, I only skyrocketed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um... You, you talked about kind of that junior period where, where you started to realize that you had a chance to play at the college level. What was the recruiting process like for you from kind of when you first started to get noticed or, or people started to contact you and the coaches at your high school to kind of, you know, the point where you uh, found the school that was right for you? Yeah, you know, it was, it was a crazy ride. I had a, I had a 
pretty interesting recruiting process. You know, it, it went it went so fast for me, but uh, you know, it went. I had my junior year. Um, you know, like I said before, I, I had a pretty I had a pretty good junior year that I was able to make a, a enough film uh, to create a, a create a video. And uh, uh, my dad is obviously being a business owner. He kind of understand it understand it how you can market yourself on Twitter. Um, so you know, I really tried to use that to the best of my advantage. So I. I, I, I created a Twitter account, you know, I posted, uh, I posted my video, followed a bunch of coaches I was interested in, just said, messaged them, just said, hey, I'm working hard this offseason, please keep me on your radar. Um, you know, I, I probably did that to over 100 coaches. Wow. And because, uh, you know, I just, I was just, I really was, I was motivated to try to play at the next level once I kind of found out I may have the, the ability to do so. Um, so I did that. And, you know, from there, I felt like I slowly but surely started getting more and more hype and, you know, more notice on Twitter. Um, I started getting more coaches following me. And then it eventually got to where my coach, my head coach at our school, started telling me that coaches wanted to come in and visit me and see me in person. Um, so, you know, that junior year was a crazy year, especially during I actually had a Spanish class in the middle of the day. Um, almost every day I started getting called out of classes to talk to different coaches. <laughs> I'm sure um, your and- Spanish teacher appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, there was, that's actually funny. She actually emailed me a couple of days ago, just saying congratulations, and how it's all funny that I worked out and committed to Iowa because in the process, you know, it was just so crazy, and she got to watch me do the whole thing. Nice. Um, but yeah, from there, you know, um, I, I started getting, I started receiving a couple smaller FCS um, offers, and you know, that was super exciting for me just to receive my first offer, and then um, actually received my first FBS offer from Eastern Michigan. Um, or Central Michigan, I mean, my bad. Um, and uh, that was that was a big, you know, turning point for me. Um, and you know, throughout this whole time, I was down training with uh, EFT um, and the O line D line factory. Um, I'm pretty sure you probably have heard of them before. Yes, I have. Um, so you know, I was training with them, and Elias, um, he's the owner of EFT. He was he was huge in this process for me. He he uh, talked to a bunch of the coaches and really helped me get my name out there. Um, and he got me a visit down to Eastern, um, Eastern Illinois. Um, and that's where I, I went down and visited and I got an offer from the head coach. Um, and then from there, you know, camp season was coming up. So from, from what we just talked about to now, that was from kind of like the new year to, you know, springtime. Um, and then, um, oh yeah. And I also forgot to say this, I broke my hand in the right around the new year. And, you know, obviously this is right in the middle of my recruiting process. I thought it was over for me, um, but I actually ended up working great because it was a, a time for where I started to gain weight and get a little more size on me. Did um, you do that? that dur- was that during hockey that you broke your hand? No, I actually, I attended the, that EFT showcase. Okay. Um, that, was, that was the first uh, showcase I went to. That was, I think it's really right after the new year. Um, and I, we were doing like a circle drill and I just got a brand new pair of cleats. I ended up just slipping out and falling on my thumb weird and I, I broke it. And, uh, you know, I thought it was over for me because that EFT showcase was supposed to be kind of my head off point uh, where I could finally showcase what I've been, been you know, working on for the last couple of months. Um, but, you know, I obviously didn't get to do that, but I put some size on and continued training. And obviously I knew that camp season and the upcoming summer was huge for me. Um, so I got ready for that. And uh, I went to the uh, the Lindenwood camp. Um, I, I think I went in with about like eight – I think eight offers, most of them were FCS, and I had the one FBS from Central Michigan. Um, and then East, I had the, also the one from Eastern Illinois as well. Um, so I went into the camp, super prepared, super pumped up. I ended up doing great, had all the coaches' attention, um, received my first Power 5 offer. Les Miles walked up to me and 
personally offered me from uh, Kansas. Um, and then after the camp, um, got a bunch of co- phone calls from, you know, uh, Illinois, um, you know, a bunch of other schools, Kansas State, all uh, Wyoming, all wanted to offer. So, you know, it just, just from that camp, you know, it, it started to really amp up for me. And um, from there, you know, I just I kept getting interest. Um, but, you know, but growing up, I've always been a Hawkeye fan. Um, my 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 mom's side of the family is all from Iowa and my my dad's side of the family is, is from Iowa as well. Um, and I grew up going to the Hawkeye games and I always imagined like what it would be like to be playing on the field. Um, so I continued to camp through camping season and went to Minnesota and uh, Iowa State and a couple other places. Um, and then I went and did the Iowa camp. Um, uh, I went and did the Iowa camp, did did very well. They told me that they didn't expect me to do that well. And uh, Coach Barron's offered me there right there on the spot. Um, and then the uh, the official visit, they actually had an official visit for the 2020 class that, that, that weekend after um, that they invited me to. So obviously I accepted, I went and visited, did the official visit. And after that weekend I committed. So it was, it was a, it was a pretty quick process for me within half a year. I knew where I wanted to be. That had to be gratifying, satisfying to, um, you know, you, you were proactive. Like you said, you, you reached out to coaches and, but you know, you went to the Lindenwood camp and kind of proved yourself and then went to these, you know, um, you know, team camps and proved yourself again, you, you kind of went out and, you know, a lot, a lot of guys get that, you know, those things coming to them, but you kind of went out and did it proactively. That had to be satisfying. Yeah, no, it was definitely a satisfying process for me. You know, I, I still remember sitting in the car before the Linderwood camp, you know, literally shaking and talking to my dad, you know, having to go to the bathroom just out of nervousness and, mm. you know, just, yeah, it was so gratifying for me just because I, I really worked hard for it. And then, just going to those camps and finally seeing the offers start to come in. And then especially after all those camps, it was my, I could definitely see how, how proud and happy my parents were being. I was, I was so proud of myself just to be able to get uh, to that, to that place. And I'm actually sitting here right now. I also won the, uh, the big man uh, MVP at the Iowa state camp. I'm sitting right next to the award that's in my room right now, but <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, it was definitely a very gratifying process. Everything about it was, was so fun. And, you know, I would, I'd redo it any day of the world just because of how much fun it was. And I'm so happy where I ended up at the university of Iowa. So coach Wallace was your lead recruiter. Yes, he was. What, what was the relationship like there? He's uh coach. <laughs> coach Wallace is certainly a, he's a great guy. He's very animated. Yeah, no, I, I love coach Wallace. He's been great to me throughout this whole process. He's actually, he visited me first alone. Um, earlier actually in the year before I even had a lot of those offers. I remember he just stopped by. I think he was going to visit another recruit. Um, but yeah, I stopped by and talked to him and he just wanted to get a little bit of information on me and just meet me for the first time. And from there we continued to talk. And then later, I think like a couple months later, coach Ferentz, um and uh, a couple of the other uh, coach Ferentz and a couple of the other coaches, coach Wallace, I think coach Bell as well. Also they came and sat down. It was actually I remember I was so confused because it was kind of it was kind of out of nowhere. Like I didn't, I still had a bunch of small offers, and I remember Coach Coach uh, Wallace was telling me that Coach Ferentz wanted to come sit down and talk with me. And I remember I thought that was that was the coolest day in the world. But uh, yeah, I, I went and sat down with them, talked to them, um, and uh, that's how I kind of started my relationship with Iowa, um, especially through Coach Wallace. And I've been talking to him, giving him calls, even still up to this day, ever since I committed. 
Um, and he just, he's been great throughout this whole process. And I, you know, I thank him so much for that. Do you almost have to like pinch yourself into reality when you're sitting down with coach Ferentz, both, you know, when, when they came to visit you and then during the official visit, when he offers, I mean, if you're growing up an Iowa fan, that's gotta be surreal. Oh, 100%. I couldn't even, I was, I couldn't even get my words out when I was talking to him. I felt like I was saying all the, all the wrong things, <laughs> but, uh, same as when I, I committed to, you know, I went, I went down and sat in his office and just told him how much I love the program and how I grew up a Hawkeye fan. But yeah, it's definitely surreal talking to such an amazing coach who, who's so well known in the college football realm. Um, and yeah, it was definitely surreal. What's the relationship like with Coach Bell and kind of what's his, what's he kind of described to you as his vision for you? Yeah, yeah, Coach, Coach Bell is a great guy. You know, he, he, he's told me from the beginning that, you know, if I keep doing what I've been doing and come in with a good mentality and work hard, that I will definitely see the field. Um, I even remember when he was out doing recruiting visit, he came to my school and stopped by. Um, this, this was this year because he was recruiting for the younger class. Um, he came and stopped by and he told me, he's like, He's like, wow, I'm happy I stopped by here because I want to use your body as like a kind of a picture for what I want to what I want to get. Because he always tells me that I'm like the picture perfect body of what he <laughs> wants in his program. Um, so in terms of like the length and the height and everything. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been great to me. And even my class, we've been doing some Zoom calls. Um, so we've all, all me and all the other D linemen that are in the 2020 class. We like I think a couple times a week we hop on like we do like an hour call where we we talk about like different formations and plays and just, so we're not completely behind when we get there in June or whenever that date may be. Um, but yeah, coach Bell has been great. I love him. He's, he's a fantastic guy. He's always making me crack up. So I can't, I can't wait to get there and be able to work with him. Where are you at right now? Physically, Lucas, what, what's your height and weight right now coming into Iowa? So I'm a little, I'm just over six, five and I'm around two forty five to two fifty, And that's, I feel like I'm still pretty lean um, for that weight. So what kind of I, I, is it, do you have a, a number in your head where you think you can get to from a physical or have coach talk with Coach Doyle about where you think you can get to and still maintain that athleticism? Yeah, so you know, Coach Bell has told me from like he he's interested in like the two sixty five to two seventy five range, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know where I'll end up. I'm I'm assuming once I get there, they'll they'll have a plan for me and Coach Doyle will obviously be able to do that, but uh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what weight they're they want me to get up to. I'm just just. I feel like wherever I feel most comfortable and the best weight for me to be able to play at is where they'll want me. Um, so wherever I end up, I think is what will be best for me. Are you coming in looking at it that there's a you know there are opportunities there? I mean, Iowa has graduated um, or lost to the NFL quite a few defensive linemen in the last few years. So I mean, there's it's it's there's some. It seems like there's some open opportunities there. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I've always dreamed big. So you know, for me, it would be a dream to get out there and play my freshman year, and which is I'm I'm trying to do. So um, obviously, like you said, with AJ Appanessa and a couple of the other the guys leaving, there's definitely some some big spots to fill in the defensive line. Um, and you know, like I said before, if I can just keep doing me and get there and try to be the best version of myself and be the best Lucas Van Ness possible, I think I will definitely see the field. What's Barrington, Illinois, like? Lucas, for, for people that haven't been there, and, and what's kind of what was it like going to Barrington High School? Uh, you know, Barrington's just you know a community about forty five minutes from Chicago. Um, you know, it's pretty relaxed. Um, you know, there's not a ton to do. It's just a very tight knit community. Everybody knows everybody. 
Um, you know, going to the high school was a great experience for me. I felt like I got a great education and it really prepared me for college. Um, you know, everything I've, I, I really was given a great opportunity because, you know, everything I've learned or have been taught, um, it's really been applied to my life in some way. Um, you know, that's the sports, obviously I've been given a great opportunity and obviously I've been able to play at the next level. Um, and then same, same for hockey. Um, I've been given so many different opportunities and, just things to, you know, talk about. And, you know, this, I don't know. I'm so happy I grew up here. I love, I love Barrington and, you know, I'm so thankful I grew up here. What's the relationship like with uh, the the incoming recruiting class? You talked a little bit about uh, the zoom meetings with, with uh, members of the defense, incoming defensive linemen with, with coach bell. Um, I know of talking to other guys, you guys do, uh, you know, group chat, group text, what have you. Um, how have you guys kind of come together or bonded through this process? Uh, yeah, so we do have, uh, we have like a Swarm 2020 group chat. Um, you know, we, we're always sending videos, uh, holding each other accountable, asking who got their work in today. Um, but, you know, other than that, with this time, we've, we've all been, you know, having uh, my roommate, Andrew Wilson, we've actually been, been playing some Fortnite or some other Xbox games together. <laughs> Um, you know, we've also been doing like some FaceTime calls or other ways just to connect. And, you know, although this is a weird time, this is a, it's a great opportunity for us, you know, all kind of connect and send videos and chats and kind of communicate with each other. So, you know, when we get there, it won't be the first time uh, meeting and talking. How do you kind of stay patient? I mean, I, I forget what the original report date was for you guys. Usually in that middle area, June is when you guys uh, come to campus, but not knowing now when that might be, do you, how do you kind of stay patient? And because I, I, I'm sure there's excitement there. I mean, this is a, the chance to, to start what you've, you know, dreamed of starting and you're kind of in, in a holding pattern. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm definitely anxious. Our due date was supposed to be, I think that first day was June 15th, but I would have gone pre for like that previous weekend, that, weekend i think june 13th just to, you know get set up and get my room ready um but yeah i'm definitely anxious because i really think the coaches don't know because i don't think it's honestly like up to them i think it's more of the state and the conference and what they allow mm -hmm. um so yeah you know we're definitely just patiently waiting and just hoping to find out a date but you know there's not there's not too much we can do it's more we just got to keep doing our work and then once the once the time calls we'll be ready to go where are your parents from in iowa lucas um, so do you know, uh, Knoxville? Yeah. My, uh, my dad was from a little South there in a little town called Pleasantville. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my mom's side of the family, I'm forgetting the, the name now they're right, um, right across, literally right across the state, right near the Mississippi river. They have a little cabin there where my, my mom's side of the family grew up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's cool. So you have that connection. So will you have a lot of relatives that are still in Iowa that will be able to see you play at Iowa? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, I've actually had a, a couple of my cousins and close family members. Uh, a couple of them have like made a they made actually like a Hawkeye bus for tailgating that they went <laughs> they went and painted and put a big tiger hawk and stuff on it. So you know the family's definitely excited and they're always reaching out and telling me how excited they are to come watch me. So you know it's definitely going to be a great time for the family to get together and just enjoy enjoy that. Very nice. That's very nice. We'll have to look out for that in the tailgate lots. <laughs> exactly. A <laughs> um, little off the field stuff. You talked about the video games and, and Fortnite. Is, is that kind of your game or what do you like to play when it, when it comes to video games? Yeah. You know, I've never been the biggest video game player, especially just with hockey and football. I've always been so busy um, and then school on top of that. But, you know, recently I've just 
with the, with more of the free time I've been playing. And yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty, Fortnite, Madden, um, you know, whatever, whatever my friends are on and playing, I usually just hop on and play whatever. But, you know, I'm always open to, to play whatever. So if someone's trying to come play me, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, I mean, obviously you talked about how busy you were with, with hockey and football, but what do you do to kind of, uh, you know, outside of video games now, what, what have you done to kind of, uh, kind of get away from it and relax and, and, and kind of lay back a little bit? Yeah. You know, like I said, uh, we've been up in my, my lake house in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Um, we actually have a boat and a few wave runners and stuff. Um, so even though it is, the water is still pretty cold. Um, me and my brother, my younger brother, Devin, we've been, you know, we've been going down and fishing or taking out the jet skis and going for a little joy ride or, uh, me and my sister have been going on a bunch of runs around the lake. There's a lake path that's about like 26 miles. So each day we try going as far, further than the last day and just making a, a new little record that we've been enjoying. But, uh, you know, like I, like I said before, just kind of doing the odd stuff that you don't really do. So, you know, like fishing, helping out, doing, doing projects around the house and, you know, stuff like that. Just trying to find stuff to use my time with. I'd like to ask you guys kind of what your, some, some favorite things too. So, uh, what's uh what's your go-to food what do you what uh what when you obviously you're going to get fed well when you get here uh but uh, before that like nowadays what what do you have a favorite place to go to eat around where you live or, or meal that your you your, your mom or dad cook what, what's your go-to that's a good one um there's actually this this steakhouse called below steakhouse that's you know only i think about like 10 minutes from my house and they they make this ribeye steak that is just phenomenal. And that's actually probably one of my favorite <laughs> foods around here. Um, that's, that's always good. And then my mom always makes this, this green bean casserole that I, I've always, I've loved since I was a kid. So that's, that's her one meal that I, I literally love and will eat any, other, any day of the week at any time. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're coming to the right spot for steak. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> um, how about like um, uh, TV shows, movies? Do you get into that stuff? Do you have time for that? Yeah, you know, uh, like I like like before, you know, with video games, I've been doing more of that recently. Um, have you ever heard of a show, Outer Banks? Yes, um, my, one of my one a, of my kids has been watching. Well, actually, my son and my daughter, I heard them watching that the other day down in the family room. Yeah, it's actually it's a super popular show. So you know, everyone's most kids like in high school and maybe possibly younger or older have been watching it. It's, it's been like number one for a couple of weeks now, but uh, yeah, that was actually like the first full show I've actually ever watched. Um, you know, I, I watched the whole thing in one day and that's how good it was. <laughs> I, I, I really liked it, but yeah, you know, I've been, I've been watching some movies. With my mom, whenever I got some free time, I, my mom just asked me if I want to turn a movie on or if I got, I don't, I don't got something going on, maybe possibly turn a show on or something I like, but uh, yeah, you know, just kind of like video games. I've never been like super into that stuff. Just always been so busy, but you know, changing it up right now with a little more of the free time. Any movie recommendations that you and your mom have watched recently that you'd recommend to the listeners? Um, uh, the Frozen Ground was a good one. That was the one I really liked. Um, what was that about? It's actually about uh, a serial killer in Alaska who is this. It's a true story um, about he. He uh, killed, I think, around like 15 to 20 girls. Um, but it was just kind of like his backstory um, and then like kind of how he what he did throughout his life and then kind of like where he lived and then like kind of what he did with the girls. And I don't know, it was it was even though it is our, I would say, a screwed up movie, the idea of it. But it is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of 
that stuff just watching those movies interesting me so that's why i really liked it i like that type of movie too so i'll check that out it's a little uh, my mind's a little warped at times but it's good to know with kids especially and two daughters uh what's out there yeah 100 <laughs> percent all right, Lucas. Well, we kept you. You know, you uh, when I when we were setting this up, you told me you you weren't much for interviews and uh, you know <laughs> speaking with the media, but you've done a a fantastic job, and I, I think this is going to be great for uh, Hawkeye fans to get to know you a little bit. So, really appreciate you taking the time for us. Right, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day as well and taking the time to talk to me. We wish you a lot of luck here when you get to Iowa and we'll be watching you kind of grow through the program and uh, we'll, we'll see you uh, when you, uh, after your first year, when we can talk to you again. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll talk to you then. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, Lucas. And thank you everybody for listening to uh, our latest uh, Hawkeye nation prospect podcast. And we'll be back soon to talk to you again.